0: In the long history of our national parks, thousands of people have gone missing. The vast majority of those can easily be explained. However, there are others who meet a very special criteria and are some of the most mysterious cases ever encountered. These are collectively known as the missing 411. Tonight we cover two such cases. You're listening to the Mysterious Brews Podcast, and tonight we bring you the cases of Linda Ortega and Stephen Kubeki.
1: Welcome to a deep, <laughs> dark, and it's extremely mysterious basement today. The ghost hit me in the face. With a blue fuzzy. <laughs> we are coming off the first SEC weekend in football.
0: Go Vols, baby.
1: We had a new Patreon. Nice. Member this week, Angel Don Moyer. I'm pretty sure I messed that up, but Angel, thank you for joining us at the $3 sticker tier. Nice. Thank you so much. And another big shout out to Mr. Terry Andrew. He came through the big state of Tennessee and the great city of Nashville. Messaged us, picked up some bearded iris fresh off the presses. Okay, it's amazing right there. And did not mind meeting us and dropping that beer off, and we appreciate it immensely. I believe you had a five-star review. We
0: sure enough did, my friend. Uh, Let me read it to you real quick. From Nick. Ee 89 8 9 says, five stars. The coach and Arlo are a great pairing that make any topic more fun and interesting, great work, and I can't wait to listen more. How about you? That's pretty good, man. It's kind of strange, because I'm, I'm very critical of our uh, our work here. I don't think we do a good job, but everybody else seems to think so. But
1: I agree with you, because <laughs> I told Mr. Andrew, I said, well, what do we owe you for the beer? And he goes, nothing, man. Y'all just keep doing what y'all do, making great episodes. And I'm thinking... God, y'all got a lot of, Great. That's a lot of pressure on us yeah. to do stuff that I just don't feel like we're <laughs> up to par. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But um, I'm glad that we feel like we're not giving, we are not living up to it, but y'all do. So hopefully we keep, keep going on. But we have a oozy. De- <laughs> u- 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 yes. And not, we're going to, to stick us. our pinky toe to, in the.
0: Yes, this is probably the first of many. Episodes that we're going to cover on this particular case. So much stuff in here. So yeah, the missing 411 is a very vast case. There's thousands of missing persons cases covered by the missing 411. We touched on it in one of our micro-brews when we talked about the Bennington Triangle and we talked about James Tedford. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. It's not very long. But that was our first time we dipped into this. But the reason why we're doing this one is a friend of mine who... Requested to remain nameless. Just recently visited Washington, and he brought us back some beer from Lost Woods Brewery in Boney Lake, Washington. He brought us Manimal IPA, which is a term I use all the time. I love the word Manimal. It's a good word. Let's give her a taste, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) He's so stupid. Wow, it's that's really good. Pretty good. Actually, yeah. So thank you for that. But when I saw the term Lost Woods, you know, our desperate need to try to pair these beers with uh, topics, I was like, I got the perfect shit. So let's do Missing 411 finally. And the good thing is the first lady that we're covering takes us back to our favorite state in the Union. Our
1: Kansas. Our Kansas. Our Kainsaw, Arcane Saw. Arcane Saw. Yeah. And the Ozarks. <laughs> Near a little town of St.
0: Joe. Yeah, this is actually not, not that uh, too long ago. It was in 2012.
1: Yes, and her name is Miss Linda Ortega. She was, at the time, 53 years old, and she had gone, I have read, hiking or basically just a nature walk. Her brother and her were
0: actually out. Yeah. Um, on a nature walk and he was teaching her survival skills huh.
1: well he was kind of ironically or, or
0: luckily for yeah.
1: her he was three years her senior which puts him at 56 and his name was eddie huff now what's crazy is
0: well hold on now we didn't finish talking about the missing 411 let's go let's let's pause for just a second and explain to the good folks what the missing 411
1: is. There's a certain criteria that Mr. David Pilatus has come up with.
0: Yeah, almost all missing person cases in the National Forest can be explained. Just animal predation, somebody fell, broke their neck, and they're gone. But
1: he it, He says it's a small percentage, which it is, but when he puts his criteria to it, the number that fall into that criteria is mind blah, 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 mind-boggling.
0: Yes. So the missing 411 means the term missing 411. Of course, 411 is information. So it's basically just a play on words for the words mi- missing information. Okay. So he pretty much eliminates, you cannot be a missing 411 case if there is signs of animal predation, mental health issues, or suicidal intent the person deliberately wanted to walk away from their life and not be found at all, if there's evidence of a crime or if there's evidence of a drowning, if there's any of that, you are automatically disqualified from being in the missing 411.
1: However, if none of those criteria met... All right, one of the criteria is people who go missing usually do so in national parks around large bodies of water or near boulder fields people from both ends of the intellectual spectrum go missing. Example would be people who have an intellectual disability go missing, as well as people who are on the other end of the spectrum who are highly intelligent, such as scientists and professionals.
0: And it's also not only near water, but it's also in many cases where the person was around another human being and just mysteriously disappears.
1: Yeah, and he always... Speaks on the fact that they were either in the front of the group and they go around the corner mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're gone, or they're in the back of the group and someone turns around and notices they're that not there anymore, but they were just there a few seconds earlier. If they find an individual who is deceased, often they find them without a cause of death, mm-hmm. as well as they are found usually where. They, the searchers have been searching for numerous days. Correct.
0: They are found, and some are found in places where it is almost impossible for them to end up. For example, young children ending up on steep rock cliffs and various things. If yeah, you really, well, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was
1: going to say, he gives the example of such as a child being found 12,000 miles away in just a matter of few hours. A common example He also uses a a child as young as two or three going missing and being found in high elevations, such as the mountains 2,000 feet in the air. Sometimes the children have their clothes on backwards or inside-outs, inside-outs, inside-out, and the parents claim that they can't even dress themselves.
0: If you really, really get into the missing 411 and the theories that Mr. Politis implies, without... Actually saying it out loud, it is very much implied that this is something to do with Sasquatch.
1: Yes, and I want to back up for just a second. I said 12,000 miles in a few hours. That's not true. It's basically greater than 12 miles yeah. on foot. Sorry. Yeah,
0: 12,000 miles if you're... 12, you're humping it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but... Also, the the big thing is rescue dogs can't find the scent or they walk around in circles and lay down. Correct. They don't want any part of it. They don't
0: want to go anywhere near this thing. Whatever happens, the dogs don't want anything to do with it. So those
1: are the big ones. There's actually 12 points, and you can look those up, but those are the key ones that he always touches Mm -hmm.
0: on. And you have to meet every single one of those criteria to be part of the missing 411. And he started this because... There was no records whatsoever of missing persons in national parks. So he started investigating.
1: Yeah. And he said that the watershed moment for him was he had gone to a national park and someone knew that he used to be a detective and asked, hey, are you staying in town? He's like, yeah, I'm at the, you know, do Mm -hmm. drop in down the road. And he was like, oh, okay." And then he said later that night, about nine o'clock, he gets a knock on his hotel room door and it's the park ranger. And the park ranger says, look, I need to tell you something Mm -hmm. and I'm not giving you my name. And you don't need to use my name, but you need to look into this. And he said, from that point on, he was just laser focused,
0: mm-hmm. and he's dedicated his life to this.
1: Was it six to eight books or he, more? Yeah,
0: he originally began collecting information for his first book, Missing Four and One, and it turns out that there were so many that met this criteria that he had. He's made like six or eight, six, seven, eight books. He's made one specifically about children. He's made one specifically about hunters.
1: And that's the latest documentary, and that one is so well put together. Mm-hmm. His first documentary, they center around a case that was, like, super new at the time. Like Dior, whatever. Yeah, Dior. Dior Kuntz. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and there's a lot of people out there that throw shade on the Dior Kuntz case, but it's that overshadows the documentary. But it is extremely interesting, and if you... Want to start with one? I would start with a missing for one. Hunted. It's on Amazon Prime, and I think it's free right now. But I'm it is okay if it's on Amazon Prime, it's free. Well, it's also on uh, Hulu. It's they on, are yeah. Okay. If it's not on
0: Amazon Prime anymore, it is on Hulu. So, like I said, like I mentioned before, it is very much implied but never stated out loud that it is Sasquatch related activity, and a lot of them would meet that sort of thing. But with like James Tedford, the reason why we covered him is because that is in no way, shape, or form he disappeared off a bus. There's no way that that's Sasquatch activity. And the two cases that we're covering today are no is not possible. Well, the second one maybe, but very doubtful. But the first one there's no there's no Sasquatch activity. This is not because both of these people are going to be found alive and well.
1: And a lot of times they're found. If they are found alive, they have no recollection of what happened. If they're found dead, they are missing anywhere from a week to months, even years. But when their remains are found, they a can't find a cause of death. If they're found, if they're missing for say a week or a month, and they find a body, they determine that they had just passed a couple of days prior. So it's extremely odd. This, I mean, there's a lot of spider webs to this missing four hundred and one. And if you've never heard of it, please jump in.
0: It is, I mean, just the simple fact that there's eight, nine books on the subject is just so complicated and so complex. I promise you, because I know for a fact there's at least two or three more cases that I want i want to cover, and they're definitely on my list near the top. So we are going to cover The Missing 411 in, in increments. I don't think we're ever going to take the time to do a full episode on The Missing 411 because... It's just too much. There's too
1: many. But anywho, let's get back to Miss Ortega. So, like we said earlier, she was 53 years old, and she was on a nature walk with her brother, Eddie Huff, who was 56 years old, and they were in the Arkansas Ozarks near the town of St. Joe, Arkansas.
0: Which, if you haven't seen the show Ozark, watch it. Now, it's it's such a good, like, it's kind of weird, the the show Ozark, because we're so connected to the people in Arkansas because they love our show and we've covered so many cases from Arkansas and it's just cool. The fact that it's set in Arkansas, but filmed five miles, 10 miles away from here Yeah, in Georgia. So that's, I don't know. I think that's neat. Sue so, me,
1: sue me. A large search was launched and they could not find Miss Ortega for a couple of days and roughly five days after they began the search, like we had stated earlier, Miss Art Arde- Miss Artega turns up in an area that was previously searched,
0: yeah, and so what's gonna happen is, is her brother is gonna come into town without her." and when asked, "Hey man, where's your sister? He's just gonna be like, "Oh, I left her at a relative's house and
1: and they said he was kind of fuzzy on the details. Like, I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of like he was coming out of a fog, they said.
0: Yeah, something was off about the gentleman. He wasn't completely there, but he claims that he left his sister at an aunt's house and she was alive and well. But when they checked, they hadn't seen her. So what the fuck is going on with him?
1: And then she says that she cannot recall how she had been separated from her brother, but they became separated, and she thought that he had been hurt somehow and that she had tried to find help for him.
0: Now, yeah, that is why she ends up leaving him, according to her, is that he suffered some sort of head injury, and she has to go find help. She gets lost in the woods and is stranded. He, from all accounts, probably did have some sort of head injury because it seems like he does not seems like he was concussed. probably yes, but she doesn't know what happened to him.
1: He don't know. He
0: doesn't know what happened to him or her. So yeah, so you have a case where Eddie believes that he left her at a relative's house yet he has no memory of what happened. He is confused, he is disoriented. And so a search party is going to be organized to find her. And like we said, she's not going to be found for five days. And she's going to be found in a seemingly random location in the middle of the woods where they had already searched before. She herself is going to be extremely unnerved by the incident. She's going to claim that her brother, again, her brother suffered some sort of injury. And she had to go off on her own. But here's where the freaky deaky stuff comes in. This is very hard to explain. She's going to claim, well, maybe there's an explanation. She's going to claim that she used her survival skills that her brother taught her to survive. She was eating random things in the woods, drinking water out of a creek, and sleeping on the ground. And then she was scavenging for food, basically. She's going to be eating wild things.
1: And that's one of the things that some people point to.
0: But they say, yeah, they're saying that she may have been poisoned, but most things that would, most things in nature that would cause you to hallucinate will kill you. So most poisonous items that she, if she would have consumed poisonous items, she most likely would have died rather than be found and have a weird story to tell. But she's going to claim that while she was lost, she's going to encounter hikers. And no matter how she tried, no matter what she said, no matter how loud, no matter what she did, she
1: could not get their attention. Yeah, she would say that all attempts to communicate with them had been futile as if they could not see or hear her at all. She also says, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and here's the doozy, she could see other shadowy figures who seem to be hiding from her in the woods. And she says... Like
0: literally like ducking down behind trees, behind bushes. She's only catching glimpses
1: of them. And she, this is her, and I say, you know, this quote, these people were hiding in bushes. They were weird people, very weird people. And one of the deputies that finds her is a deputy named Dwayne Pierce. And he says that they, when they found her, She, quote, wasn't quite about her head, stating that she was kind of crazy, foggy about some of the things like she had been had a head injury or or something along those lines.
0: So let's talk a minute about shadow people. okay? she mentioned seeing shadow people and she is certainly not the first person to report shadow people. But what the hell is a shadow person? According to the internet, it, it is the, must be true since it's <laughs> on the internet. It's the, it's the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure and interpreted as the presence of a spirit or other entity. So I myself believe I've seen shadow people. As in the hairs on my head. I catch them out of the corner of my eye and they look, they scare me and I look and that person's no longer there. I'm fairly certain anytime I've encountered something like that, it is very explainable to something extremely close to my eye that just takes the shape of a human. I don't know if I particularly think about, believe about shadow people, but their theory is that it could be ghosts, could be entities from another dimension, could be time travelers could be anything really but yeah she's gonna claim if i've seen a shadow person and he had, he he peeks in my doorway at night i have seen weird shit when i'm watching tv in bed and it looks like something just looks in my bed bedroom and pulls itself right back out and i only see it out of the corner of my eye that's why i've convinced myself that it's just my hair, my eyelashes, or some shit like that, because I'm not gonna sit here and believe
1: somebody's watching that. You there's watch a TV. ghost
0: watching me watch Justified for the 900th time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly believe ghosts have better shit to do.
1: And God dang, railing Given. <laughs> so going back to Miss Ortega's case again, this is very missing 411 type. Uh, Like we stated, she was found in an area previously searched. She has no recollection of what happened, and it's very hard for her to try to remember. There is not a lot of information out there about her. She basically... Kind of withdrew from the press, and there's not a whole lot of articles. I don't believe anyone's tried to follow up, and if they have, I think she has basically said, look, I don't know anything, and I don't want to know anything.
0: Yeah, that's and that's where her and the the next case are going to have in common. He's also going to pull
1: completely out of the spotlight. But, yeah, she just— On her case, uh, while I've watched a lot of the four— or watched the both documentaries on Missing 411— I've not read the books, but I've like dabbled in the the cases that we are covered. Can't in read, the, yeah, I can't,
0: not very well. <laughs> no, we <Not>. we can't,
1: <laughs> but I do believe that she had some kind of something. Either she slipped into another dimension, or you know, she, I don't know. I think there's more to the the weird side of this than she ate some berries that made her go out of her mind. For three or four days
0: that's what, that's what I'm saying like when I was researching, I saw the explanation of oh, she just ate something poisonous in it and it made her hallucinate. Name one thing other than magic mushrooms that make you hallucinate that don't just outright kill you. I mean come on or make you violently ill yes, violently ill, she was not violently ill, she was in relatively good health for someone who'd been living. Off the land for
1: five straight days. And violently ill would have been Mm -hmm. dysentery, extreme vomiting. She would have been extremely dehydrated. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's the
0: poisoning thing has got to be the more natural, realistic type explanation to what happened to her, but it still doesn't.
1: Yeah, I think she was given a clean bill of health after they had... I want to say she was taken to the hospital for observation for a couple of hours but they mm-hmm. said relatively for her to be out in the elements for as long as she was she was in great shape she wasn't dehydrated she wasn't malnourished she was just confused now could it be a, i mean could it been just a normal
0: run-of-the-mill mental lapse that she had an incident but that doesn't explain her brother
1: no and, and a double that's the thing with the mental side of it because i saw some things on reddit where people were like look the mind's a crazy thing. I my family has mental illness in it, but for and they went ahead and pointed to this as well. For two people to have a simultaneous separate mental break where they both kind of know each other's there is extremely rare. I'm not gonna say it's never happened, but I want to I mean, say it's extremely we covered extremely it, rare.
0: We covered it when we did the Trump family. I mean, that was a one of the major explanations to why the Trump family did what they did. If you haven't heard that episode, please go back. It's one of our better ones. It's in the archives. <laughs> it's one of our better ones. So, it does happen where there's the psychosis of more than one person. But, in this case, I don't think it was a shared psychosis.
1: No, I don't either. That's what I was...
0: They they tend to have the same the same thing happens. They both have different stories. They both have different, different explanations to what happened. And it, neither one makes a whole lot of sense when you try to combine them. So... What do we think happened here? I mean, she's, she, if we're just going to say
1: the hallucination part didn't happen, she didn't eat something that made her hallucinate. I'm going to rule that out. Well, I'm going to rule that out because he was teaching her how to survive. He would have gone over, don't eat this, 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 or this. You yeah. could eat this.
0: Well, we don't know how good at surviving he was.
1: Well, he was 56. He's well, all right.
0: Well, I mean, he wasn't living off the land the whole time. <laughs> Hell, I'm a survivalist too because I know how to order from McDonald's. <laughs> Oh man. He wasn't living off the land. He wasn't Cody Lundine. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Um so she encounters hikers that can't hear her and she encounters shadow people following her. To make sense of that in a paranormal sense, I would definitely say think the uh she slipped to a different dimension.
1: Yeah, that's what I was I would lean towards. Some too.
0: sort of time slip, some sort of interdimensional slip. She somehow crossed through the fabric of space time into a whole new world just like aladdin
1: it's a whole <laughs> new world but i
0: mean honestly that that i mean that that makes sense to me if there's no other uh, worldly explanation but i don't think there is there's no explanation you can give me for someone screaming at the top of their lungs for help and hikers just not acknowledging it what kind of Maybe she encountered the two biggest assholes in the world. Not in a basement in Georgia. And they were just, yeah, they were just like, oh, not our problem. Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> like,
1: so what do you think happened there, Arnold? I believe she did have a either a time slip, missing time kind of episode, and there's no explanation for it because, again, like the Trump family, we could try to have some answers, but Miss Ortega doesn't want to find the answers.
0: Yeah, she, she doesn't have answers and she's not going any she's not going out of her way to find any. No. She's done with it. So your guess is as good as ours. We're saying time slip. I'm saying time slip. Let's go with that. I'm saying time slip, I think. <laughs> All right. Now since we're bad at um transitions, let's just go ahead and write into our second case.
1: Which is, and I will say this, when I researched him, I found a lot more on him. And this is very similar, but different. And this is going to happen,
0: what, 1973?
1: Yes. No, I'm sorry. Uh, 1978. 1978. I apologize. Yeah. And when I researched this case, they called these types, which kind of is telling, these are called Misappearances. They're missing, but they reappear. Mm -hmm. And I'm not typed it into Google, but I'm pretty sure once you type in misappearance, there are probably list upon list upon list of people that do this, going all the way back to the 1800s. Probably so. Now, we are talking about Mr. Stephen Kubaki. Kubeki. Kubeki, sorry. And on the morning of February 1978, he was a student... In the Michigan area, close to Lake Michigan, he had decided that he was going to go cross-country skier- skiering. Skiering? Skiering, man. Yeehaw! Skiing near hmm. Lake Michigan. And so a day later, he hadn't returned, and his family... Yeah,
0: well, basically all his friends were going to go in, and they're done for the day, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go one more run. I'll be right back.
1: And he gone. Gone gone. Yeah. And so his family files an official missing person report, and a huge search effort is put into place. But when they start, yeah, go, but what is odd is when they start searching, they find footprints. Yeah, that's exactly
0: what I was going to say. He left a 200-yard trail of footprints in the snow leading past the edge of a lake, And suddenly, that path is going to end.
1: Right at the water's edge. Abruptly. And so at first, they thought that he had walked out onto the ice and fell through, and the ice had refrozen. Correct. But what's even odder is right where his footprints stop are his ski poles and his skis. Mm -hmm. And then they start looking for him on the ice. Are his his boots
0: not there too? I thought his boots were there lined up, and the ski poles were in the ground. And the skis
1: were right there and they were in order, like in a nice, neat little nice Like you took them out. Yeah. yeah. And then when they start looking for him and around the lake, they come back to where the ski poles are at. And guess what's there now? His backpack. Yep. What the hell just happened there? So they return and he's been there and left
0: something else. So you're talking also, he doesn't have, so he's in the snow with no boots. I don't know about you, but that's not a good thing. I don't know how tough your toes are, but mine are not.
1: No, I don't do well with cold feet. What is crazy about this is yeah, so it was this an actual... Is, so he disappears on February 21st, 1978. And it was an actual group of snowboarders who had contacted the police to say they had found his abandoned skis and ski poles. And it was along a trail that began at the St. Augustines. Augustine. God, I'm doing well today. Man, we're great. Yeah, along a trail that began at the St. Augustine Seminary in Saugatuck, Michigan. Now, the officers state that it appeared as if someone's mother had come in and folded everything in a neat order. The skis were side by side facing the lake about eight inches apart. The ski poles were stuck in the snow upright on the outside of the skis. And once the backpack is there, it was found sitting on top of the skis. But like I said, his backpack was not there on the first search. It is when they come back to re-huddle and see what everyone has found that the backpack is sitting neatly on top of the skis. Now, what is odd is how did they know it was his backpack and skis? I, when I first started Researching this thought, well, obviously he had his wallet in his backpack and his ID was in there. That's not the case. The only way they find this is that there is a dental bill in his backpack, and that's the only thing that leads to him. And so the Michigan State Police contact the Coast Guard and they do an aerial search. Nothing. They see nothing. They interview his roommate and he tells that two days earlier that Mr., what do you say, how do you say it? Kubecki. Kubecki had said that he was just going cross-country skiing as he had many times. And that some people at Hope College, where he was enrolled at, believed that he had engin- engineered the whole thing and he was this was a planned disappearance. And people still do to this time. But the roommate adamantly tells police that this is not the case and he had not met with unexpected foul play because if he was planning something he would have let his roommate in on it basically he didn't fake his own disappearance because from the roommate's i guess testimony or interview he shared everything with him about and he didn't have, he didn't run off with a girlfriend from hope college because all of his girlfriends in quotation are in Germany, because he was a linguist, linguistics major, I believe, at the time. So, again, it's not, oh, well, he's just planned, walked off, he wants to start over. Now, another thing that's odd is that a student saw Kubeki the night before he left. Yeah, a couple saw them. And him. And said him. that he was in good spirits and was sharing his plans that he had for the upcoming week. Oh, okay. That's a different,
0: that's a different sighting.
1: Um, and then, yeah, the couple, this is an odd situation right here.
0: A couple are going, a couple of people, a young couple is going to see a young man in that same area that he disappears climbing atop piles of jagged ice near the shore of the lake. He roughly fit the description of the missing student, but he wasn't alone. The couple said that a young petite female with long dark hair was taking pictures of him. When police asked Kubeki's roommate and the other friend who this girl could be, if she was in fact Kubeki's companion, they both had no idea. They said he didn't have any girlfriends locally. They were all overseas. There's an entry in a police report about the female student, but her name is redacted. And it has never come to light who this person is. Correct. Which
1: is even stranger. That is very strange. It says it's not clear if she is the, quote, friend the police interviewed, but she did see him or at least someone matching his disappearance okay so there is an entry in the police report about a female
0: student whose name is redacted it is not clear if she is the friend police interviewed the girl may have been with the girl he may have been with at the lakeshore or someone else but this person stopped going to classes around the time kubeki vanished within 2 or 3 weeks she had left campus and gone to live with an aunt in grand rapids she had been deeply distraught when he went missing and he, and had threatened to take her own life, leaving a suicide note for her roommate. I hadn't heard any, even a hint of this person before reading the police report. That is according to uh, the Col- Ellen, Killeren. Ellen Killeren, um article on uh, cold dead hands.
1: Yes, and there's actually a four-part series of articles, and she goes on to state that In the first week of March of 1978, Kubeki's mother called the state police to say that a friend of the family had been getting phone calls directing them to make phone calls of their own in connection to Kubeki's disappearance. The names and or numbers given to the family friend by the anonymous callers are redacted in the report. Mm -hmm. In one case, the person who called the family friend gave them a number and said they could reach Kubeki there. But when they called, the number was disconnected. Kubecki's mother would go further and go through some old phone bills and found that she had gotten a call from her son at the same number in early September of 1977, six months before he disappeared. She states that she didn't know at the time where he was calling from when she had spoken to him for 15 minutes. Police did confirm that the number had been disconnected later that same month and tracked down to the previous owner of the phone number with help from Michigan Bell the name of the person or business is redacted and does not come up again in the report
0: which is very this is very very strange
1: now they said that the Michigan state police had worked with a specific associate of Michigan Bell and either that associate refused or was unable to help detectives track down the people or person who had been calling the Kubecki family. The police turned to the Dean of Students at Hope College asking if he had any guesses about who was making the calls. And the Dean told them that Kubecki ran with a crowd of about 20 people who were, quote, weird. He said it could be any of them. Now, there was another article, and I've looked for stuff on this And this may be totally wrong, but I think at the time, he was a big, not a cult type stuff, but he was almost Dungeons and Dragons type with his friends. And so I guess at that time, that was weird to a lot of people. Kubecki's brother hired a private investigator with the (laughs) Fat Man Detective Service in Hmm. Grand Rapids, Michigan, to try to track him down. His brother told police that he didn't believe that Stephen had drowned and thought that he might have gone to Germany. Where Kubeki's classmates and roommate told police he had two girlfriends and another one in France. Stephen's brother said that Stephen would have definitely flown Icelandic air out of Chicago if he had gone to Germany. Police follow up on this and look through the flight manifest from the airline, which found no record of any Stephen Mm Kubecki on their flights between February 17th and February 21st of 1978. Now, the police documents show that the search for Mr. Kubecki was more intensive and exhaustive than the news reports had indicated at the time. So far from writing him off, detectives made repeated searches of the area where he went missing, and stayed in contact, regular contact, with his inner circle and his family. This was a very active missing person case for almost a year. So the question that comes up is, A, where is he? And if he's not hurt, how is he staying hidden so long? Well, in 1978, it would be a little bit easier to stay hidden, but you would think he would be spotted somewhere.
0: And indeed he is. He is going to reappear on May 5th, 1979, 14 and a half months since he disappeared. He is going to quote unquote, wake up on a grassy knoll in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, which is 700 miles east from where he vanished. And it's claimed that you can draw a near perfect straight line in between the two points on a map. Quebecy is going to claim that he has no memory of the past 14 and a half months. And he said didn't even realize how much time had passed until he bought a newspaper and saw the date. He finds his way. He is going to be found. He found himself wearing clothes he did not recognize as his own and had a backpack filled with maps hitchhiking signs suggesting he had traveled widely. He had things from Sacramento, California, San Francisco, California, Reno, Nevada, Chicago, and Utah. He also had $40 in cash, a brand new pair of glasses, sneakers that he did not recognize, and also a t-shirt from a marathon in Wisconsin. He's also going to claim that he felt like he had done a lot of running In one of the only interviews he ever did about a week after he reappeared, he said his memory right up until the disappearance remains intact. And he said the last thing he remembers was feeling very
1: cold and scared, being lost in a frozen darkness. So after he reappears and this starts making uh, national headlines, a student at Berkshire Christian College in Lenox contacted the Associated Press. And he states that he had picked up a hitchhiker with a, quote, remarkable resemblance to Kubecki on May 5th, 1979, the same day that Kubeki reappeared. The student, whose name is Ron Curtis, said that this hitchhiker told him he had flown from San Francisco to Boston and taken a bus to Pittsfield. And he also called himself Nathan. Curtis says, and I quote, he never said anything to me about waking up on a grassy hill. He goes on to state that he drove, quote, Nathan to a house in Great Barrington. It was the home of Kubecki's aunt. But the hitchhiker told Curtis she was just, quote, a friend that he was visiting with, which was a mutual acquaintance, which just happened to be a mutual acquaintance of who had been missing for some time. From his aunt's house, Kubeki is reunited with his family in South Deerfield. His mother is on record as stating that she hadn't gotten an explanation for her son's long absence and didn't need one. It's just really grand he's here. The world is a great place again, she said. So Kubeki's parents were divorced at the time he reappeared and she had remarried in 1979 and taken her husband's name, her second husband's name, which means that she must have gotten remarried while he was missing. In one interview, Kubecki marveled at the amount of money his parents spent on a private investigator to look for him. He said he would try and retrace his steps to figure out where he had been. Now, people were worried for Stephen's well-being And (laughs) Really? Yeah. And (laughs) no way. His fellow classmates at Hope College were interviewed and basically said, I would hope a person of conscience would, by this point, come forward and say what had happened. But Kubeki was not talking. He was given a degree in absentia from the college during his disappearance. Now, at this time of the article that we are referring to, the college would not release anything involving his academic or enrollment records, citing FERPA laws. And for those of you that don't know, that's like HIPAA but for educational records. Correct. And basically, only Kubeki himself can grant permission to release any of those records. And he ain't gone debt. No, nah, he ain't got debt. Now, we had touched on the fact that when he was found, he did speak to the press a little bit, and he had stated that his memory right up until his disappearance remained intact, he said the last thing he remembered was feeling cold and scared of being lost in the frozen darkness, like Coach stated. He tells a reporter, Stephen Kubecki tells a reporter, that he believes he blacked out by exhaustion and exposure. And said he would see a medical doctor for the for a physical, but he would not be seeing a psychiatrist. Kubeki instead I'm sorry, Kubeki insisted that he was in a healthy frame of mind when he set off for the skiing trip and still was to that date
0: yeah but if you black out for from exhaustion you're not going to stay blacked out for 14 14 and and a a half half months months.
1: i know that's what i'm thinking i'm going somebody's going we're gonna like hook me up to a car battery and whatever we got to do to get me you're gonna have to tell me where i was at and
0: and he's gonna do a few things that really truly are strange to me and some people would see it as him It confirming that his story is probably true, or some people could see it as it's not true. It's a hoax, but he's going to turn down pretty much every opportunity he has. People want to buy his story. They want to create books about it. They want to maybe make a movie about it. They want to do all these things about his story, and he's going to say no. He's going to
1: retreat back into his own normal life. And at the time of his disappearance, the news article that is referenced a lot And you can find it if you have one of those subscriptions to the newspaper or archives or something, but we're not doing that. We found a YouTube video that showed it. Basically, it says that Kubeki tells the the, uh, author of the article that, quote, My father was going to sign over the house to me. I had three courses at school and no trouble. I left a romance in Germany. There was no trouble with girls. I had a job lined up with the Holland Sentinel newspaper. Digging deeper into that, he didn't take that job. And like we said, he was awarded a bachelor's degree from Hope College in absentia while he, had been de- while he was missing. And everyone thought that he was dead, but they never declared him dead. Now, what's even weirder is that the detectives feared that he may have been picked up by none other than Mr. John Wayne Gacy. And they felt like some of Gacy's unidentified victims might have been Kubecki. And they even sent his dental records to to Chicago to see if they matched. But like Coach said, he is alive and well. He lives in the Pacific Northwest working as a psychologist. Yeah, he, which changed, is, he
0: changed. He went back to school.
1: Which is odd. To he's become a, a
0: psychologist because of this incident. And strangely enough, he's also going to turn down every opportunity to do hypnotic regression. He said, he's decided that he does not want to know what happened because he's not experiencing any um, negative Side side effects from it. He's not having nightmares. He's not having visions. It hasn't scarred him emotionally at all. And he's afraid that if he does do hypnotic regression and he does learn what happened to him, that it
1: could affect him negatively. And he's just said, screw that. Yeah, he would go on to get his doctorate, and he wrote a book called meta mathematical foundations of existence i don't know how you say this but it's i think it's godel quantum god and beyond and the godel is a principle that basically says a truth is a truth no matter how much you look into it and it and then it goes on to say that without evidence it does not make a truth any less truthful mm which I think is kind of odd. But he, like you said, will not do any interviews. Mm-mm. He had, His ex-wife was contacted, and she unequivocally let out a statement from an attorney saying that she would never speak about it. And his parents have never spoke about it. But like we earlier had talked about, they have both since passed away. Mm-hmm. What's even stranger about this whole thing, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Nope. But he is extremely popular on all the paranormal, paranormal boards. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been over 40 years. You would think
0: at some point you would want to know as a human being. I, I just, I would, even if it would emotionally scar me, I would I would just
1: have to know. I can't, I couldn't live with myself not trying to figure it out. If you look up Lake Michigan Triangle, this is one of the top two cases as widely popular. And there is another case that happened a couple of weeks after he goes disappearing or right before he went disappearing. And it was three sailing ships that took on a life of their own and like sailed around Lake Michigan in circles. Well, so.
0: you know that I, I, I believe in a whole lot of weird shit and a whole lot of paranormal things. And I'm coming around to a whole bunch of other ones. But I just don't buy the triangle stuff. I don't either. I think it's just a a, a, a clever thing to try to get to drum up publicity or tourism or whatever. I, I mean, I took a cruise through the Bermuda Triangle. It was the calmest waters I've ever seen. Like, I think that if you... I think you could draw a triangle anywhere, anywhere, yeah, and come up with the same stuff. That's exactly what I was trying to get out, but I can't talk. I'm not very good at it. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I think think we we can make up our own
1: triangle right now and come up with a thousand cases.
0: Yeah, we get a North Georgia triangle, and in that triangle, we've got corpse wood. We'll have we'd have corpse wood. We'd have the guide stones. We would have the the crematorium. We would have we would
1: have the Inca blue found in uh,
0: Cherokee, North Carolina. Correct. We'd have the. We'd have the giants found in Cartersville. Yeah. We would have the, I mean, I'm just saying, We, if you draw a triangle big enough. You're going to get some You're going to get thousands
1: shit. of cases in it. Now, Kubecki would tell reporters in 1979 that he was going to try and, quote, retrace his steps to piece together where he had been and when, he, or where he had been when he was gone. The question is, did he? Did he find something he wished he hadn't? Did he find out what really happened and it wasn't as bad? Or did he not? Because it's just not necessary. Following this disappearance, despite numerous requests and intense media pressure, he has refused to speak of the encounter. He has his own Twitter page, his own Facebook page, and will entertain people. Hey, do you want to? Uh, do an or, or would you like to do an interview? And when they come up with your disappearance, he never comes, he never contacts them again. And David Pilatus himself had reached out to Mr. Kubecki and he would not return Mr. Pilatus's phone calls. Yeah, if we, uh, if if, if Pilatus can't, can't get the interview, we, ain't, get we ain't getting an interview. So we didn't even try. But we can try to get Mr. Pilatus because he loves.
0: I'm sure if we could convince him that we're big enough, he would do it. And it's, I mean, it's fascinating.
1: I think what we need to do, and we may try this, we may need to just try to pick up some of the more less publicized cases that he talks about but are covered in his books so that it is something new. And he might do it he might not. Hell, it. the only thing he can say is, no, y'all are two dumbasses in a basement. Yep, yeah, yes, you're, you're right. We are. <laughs> That's true. All right, so. We can't deny that. Yeah. So let's get to what we think happened to Mr. Kubecki. The four part article that we have referenced several times, we will put that on social media and you can look through it. But the last part is out there and it is about the House of David clan. And I'll let you chase that one if you want to, because it has nothing to do with what we have talked about but it has a lot to do with what's going on around the area that he went disappeared. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> 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 so theory time. My theory is this is extremely similar to another case where a skier winds up on the other side of the country and has no recollection of it.
0: Yeah. we sh- th- When I- we originally started when I originally started researching this, I, that's the case I thought it was, but it's not. Yeah, that guy ends up in like he he goes missing like Massachusetts, winds up in San Francisco. In lined, ski pants. I thought it was in San Diego.
1: Oh, either way, he's yeah. on the west coast.
0: Yeah, he's on. He ends up in California wearing the same clothes. We're talking months later, and all he remembers is riding in a, a semi. That's the only thing he re- he remembers looking over at the truck driver and looking back down. That's all he remembers. We have to figure out
1: his damn name. I, again, going back to Miss Ortega, believe that Mr. Kubecki did experience some kind of other dimension time slip thing, but I think his was even more severe because he, it's almost like an outer body experience where he doesn't realize what he's doing. He kind of feels like, hey, I did a lot of running, which would you know, explain the marathon shirt from Wisconsin and then there's the hitchhiker, the guy that picks up a hitchhiker named quote Nathan that, you know, says this guy's flying back and forth, back and forth. Well, what if he, you know, this is, that those are the same people and he does drop him off but when he drops him off and he knocks on the door, that's when he feels like I just woke up from a field and I walked here, not I just got brought here by Mm -hmm. some stranger in a car. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, but I believe that's what happened in that case. I don't necessarily think that he set out to take a quote walkabout of the US for 14 and a half months. He may have, and that may be why he's not doing interviews. He may have been like, "Fuck it. I'm taking a break." And it worked out for him cuz hell, he got a bachelor's degree. Yeah. He
0: didn't have to take his finals. Yeah. <laughs> but still, even if it is a even if it was that, even if he just said, "Fuck it. I I got I got pissed off at something, and I decided to walk around the country for a year." Um, it's been forty years. Come out and say so. No one's gonna. No one's gonna care. No one's gonna be mad at you anymore. Right? They're just gonna be relieved to know the truth. Yeah. You know. I mean, then again, like his silence and and Linda's silence about the incidents are can be taken either way. Some people will see it as, oh man, it has to be true because he's too scared to find out. But other people will be like, "Oh, he's not talking because it's total horseshit." Yeah, and i i I believe that someone that was is going to fabricate something like this would probably want more attention than than he than he sought. And we always and I think that's reference. A, I think that's a big yeah. The 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 two the dumbasses, two, the two guys that hoaxed Bigfoot. Yeah, they Georgia. got paid. Oh, yeah. But they
1: also got that ass arrested.
0: Yeah, they were hoaxing, and they wanted all the attention in the world because it was a big hoax, and that's
1: all they were in it for. This guy's like, screw that. This happened, and I'm stepping away. And he changes his whole path. He yeah. goes from studying linguistics and language to psychology, and gets a doctorate and writes a book on a mathematical premise. Yeah. So to me, it it validates. The
0: story to to me, like same thing with Gary Subring. The fact that he didn't seek fame and fortune by He's telling his story, never tried to sell
1: his story or nothing. No, he ne- really sells has, me on it. Yeah, the I fact agree that with it's you. true. I totally agree. I think this is two more instances of the truth is in the details because they've not seek, they are not seeking mm-hmm. out fame and fortune. Yeah, and it may be as simple as. They don't have a clue what happened. They don't want to find out what happened. They don't have reoccurring nightmares like you said, and they just want to keep on trucking. See, but and to me though, I I can understand
0: that completely from that point what, of view. The, the what if? But I can't agree with it. Oh, I, can't I would,
1: either. I would drive myself because insane. I have heard that when they mentally or hypnotically regress you, that that you have the option to either allow that memory to come back and you remember everything you discuss under hypnosis, mm-hmm. or they can block it, keep it blocked. Oh, really? That's what I've heard. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. If that's the case, mm-hmm. I'm on your side because I would want to go to someone, yes, mentally regress me. If it is dark and fucked up and you think I'm going to be like worse off than I am now, mentally, keep that shit blocked. Whew, I don't... And I would just come out of it, and the, and the hopefully they would say, we couldn't find anything. And you just have to be, well, I tried. Yeah. But that's where you you have to you have to have a, a strong family circle or friend circle oh. where someone's with you to know these are his wishes and we're just he doesn't want anything to mess up.
0: I would just want, I would just want to know though. I mean, I would have to know. I
1: would have to know. Oh, I agree with you, but even I mean, that's just us being selfish. I'm the same way. I want to know. What I'm the not fuck even just being happened. selfish. It's just the fact that I
0: I couldn't live with it. I couldn't live knowing. That, that the, there's a know. that I could know, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, how can you live with fourteen months of your life missing? Missing. Gone. That's insane to me. Maybe he did, maybe he was with John Wayne Gacy. Maybe he maybe something so traumatic happened that it completely erased his memory. But we still have the miss, the questions of how did he end up seven hundred miles away? How did he end up in clothes that wasn't his? How did he end up...
1: Um, Manchurian Canada, MK Ultra.
0: I mean, it's possible. It's as good as an argument as anybody we don't else. Have, yeah, exactly. We don't have any explanation. I know we always come back to our theories, but I feel like lately I've just been going, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the way I am. But, but I will say this. In our last couple of episodes, we've gotten into stranger cases. Yeah. And there's not a lot of theories out there about it. No, I mean... And so, again, we're just, we're fairly educated, but we're not very smart. Yeah, oh, definitely. But, I we mean, don't, I mean, my opinion matters nothing. I will say this, and this is a total tangent, but we have some awesome uh, listeners, especially Miss Joyce on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She has been killing it on her theories, and she's doing, gr- the last two cases that we've published, mm-hmm. she has had her theory. I'm like, damn, why didn't I think yeah, of that? Yeah,
0: <laughs> seriously. No, I'm like, well... <laughs> I wish we could have talked to you before we yeah. recorded. <laughs> <laughs> May I start doing that? I know it. Hey, but, Joyce, keep but, this in mind. But yeah, um, oh yeah, we're we're definitely educated idiots. I mean, if you ever saw me spell, you would think I didn't graduate third grade.
1: Oh, I can spell with everybody, but I cannot write. I can't spell. grammatically correct. I can't spell ever. worth the shit. I can spell all day long, but I can't write grammatically Like,
0: you put correct. a gun to my head and say, spell, spell grocery aisle. I'll be like, oh, fuck. Is it I-S-L-E is it or is it island? Like you spelled island. <laughs> 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 Somebody said, spell necessary. Oh, shit. Like, Mississippi. Hold on. Let me come back get to Mississippi. third
1: grade. M-I, crooked letter, cricket letter, <laughs> I- Somebody's like, spell neighbor
0: or you're dead. I'm like, well, we're just wasting each other's time at this point. You might as well just pull the trigger.
1: All right. So shout outs. I am going to shout out that you watch the Missing 411 Hunted documentary by Mr. David Pilatus. And this is all of the hunting disappearances. And he has prefaced it by saying most hunters are extremely well versed in the area that they hunt. They do the research. They know what's out there that can and cannot kill them. And most of the time, they have a weapon, either a high-powered rifle, archery equipment, or a crossbow, which is also archery equipment. But it's not like the this subset of hunters that go missing is even stranger because they know where they're at. And a lot of times, they have GPS with them. And yeah, satellite the, tracking and everything. On that
0: particular documentary is one of the main cases I want to cover. Yes, as it is. a full episode. Flipping crazy. Yeah. He's the one where he leaves his boots.
1: And, and then, then he, he comes leave, within yeah. a couple hundred yards of civilization. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, messed that up. Dude, that's a crazy case that we're going to have to cover. But that's my recommendation. Watch that documentary.
0: I, I don't know why I keep recommending podcasts because you can't you're not supposed to listen to any other podcast but ours however if you get around to listening to all of ours and you're looking for other ones there's one called the 10 podcast 10 the, the number 10 ish podcast and it's a it's a um top 10 type podcast like they go from 10 to 1 but as they're discussing it the two people one of them tries to guess certain things like i listened to the jim carrey episode about his highest grossing movies which was a really good episode and i've listened to several others but he's like oh what about this one is this on the list and this one on the list so they do kind of give it away as they're going but it's still very entertaining and i i'm friends with them on the twitter and uh i got into their stuff they got into ours and I told him, I said, hey, man, I enjoyed it enough. I'll give you guys a little shout out. So Twitter is amazing for the podcasting world because we've got like 525 followers and like 517 of them are podcasters.
1: Well, I will say this. (laughs) Instagram is not, it's dying. And a lot of people is dying or their Instagram pages are dying and that's fine. But Instagram for our Instagram page, we, that's the same thing. We have two, right now we have 275 followers. We don't have, but maybe, fifty fans that follow us. Yeah, but I mean, but like that, like you said, two hundred twenty-five of them are other podcasts, and yeah. they are great. And you know, and every time I've reached out, hey, how do you do this? Have y'all ever tried this? They're like, yeah, man, go to this website, go to this article, and it walks you right through it. Well, in a lot of ways, it's just
0: a, it's a, it's a community within itself. You know, it's like all the podcasters listen to other podcasts, and we support other podcasts, so. Eventually, you'll have a huge audience, even if it is other podcasters, because as we're living proof, buddy, if if you want to do it, you can't.
1: Just get off your ass and buy the equipment. Yeah. And the funny thing is, we have referenced the cigar store idiots, and he was at the same thing. He was like, you know, I'm just going to shit or get off the pot. We'll try it. If I fall on my face, we're going to fall on our hey. face. And he's having a blast. And that's like we are. We're having a blast. That's I love That's why we it. keep doing
0: it. I mean, I think it's made our friendship better. We've definitely convinced our wives that it's not, makes our friendship better it's not just hanging out you know yeah it's not just us hanging out drinking beer in a basement anymore we're actually working quote unquote yeah my, my wife
1: tells people that i have <laughs> right now three four jobs yeah i got three jobs myself yeah so it's it's definitely been a pleasure to do this
0: absolutely and we appreciate every single person that listens if you have any case suggestions please let us know we're trying to
1: yeah and if you have have you if you have reached out to us in the last I would dare say the last two months because it was hectic on my side. I was changing jobs. I know it's been hectic on his side going back to school, whether or not he was going to go back to school and teach because of COVID. So if you've reached out to us in the last two months with case suggestions, please reach out to us again, or better yet, email us case suggestions to our Gmail account, mysteriousbrews at gmail.com. That would be a great way to, for us to keep track of it and not lose yeah. it. And if you you are listening and you
0: know of certain like we're gonna try to cover a case from one at least one from every state. And we've done several. A lot of a lot of cases from Georgia, a lot of cases from Tennessee, a lot of cases from Arkansas.
1: I would like to do one from Wisconsin if anybody out there knows anything weird going on in Wisconsin. Is this
0: not where is that not where he went missing at? Quebec?
1: Michigan? Oh. It's an bad. upside down <laughs> W. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, coach? I sure don't. Well, then, deuces. (laughs)